It's the Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. It's not cool to to put ice in red wine. Right. Unless unless you like to drink it that way, then it's fine. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, I see the overlap here. It's time for Kathy Games, the show that helps you learn something about the faith while having some fun. And now, here's your host, me. Welcome to Kathy Games. I'm Kyle Hyman, and our guest today and the contestant on our game show is Scott Williams from Sock Religious. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for having me, Kyle. So I was trying to think, you know, you make socks, adult socks, kids socks. Yep. Animal socks. Have you gotten into that yet? No, but we started selling Catholic <laughs> face masks, which oh, is sure. interesting. Yeah, how's that going? It's good. It's <laughs> uh it went much better than I ever would have expected. I I never in my wildest dreams would I thought I would have made Catholic face masks, but people kept asking us for them, so we said, let's do it. What about where did the, the whole idea to make socks come from? Well, I uh I have no idea. The so I <laughs> It started out kind of as a joke. Uh-huh. My, I always wore, you know, fun socks to work. You know, I try to match my donut socks in National Donut Day, or I'd wear my American flag socks on the 4th of yeah. July, stuff like that. And, well, I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun if we had Catholic saint socks that we could wear on feast days and we can celebrate the the saints that way? So nobody was doing it. So I jumped on it, and apparently I f- I, I filled a much needed void in the hearts of goofy Catholic people. Like of me. course, yeah. I at one time had the idea and did a lot of work on it for obligation tees, and they were T-shirts for Holy Days of Obligation. I love it. And the idea was it would help me remember what the Holy Days of Obligation are, because they'd have this set of T-shirts that went along right. with them. Hey, this game. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Let's do it's, it. it's a game that I'm calling Faith by the Foot. Okay. I like it. Kind of like fruit by the foot, but faith. <laughs> yeah, no, I got sorry. it. All right. So all of these <laughs> questions are going to be foot related or based off of socks that are on the Sock Religious website. Got it. Which people can find at sockreligious.com. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. In John 127, someone talks about the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. Who is talking about whom here? It's Jesus. Well, Jesus is the one being talked about. And who is talking about Jesus? Who is talking about whom? It's a two-part question. Uh that uh i'm pretty sure it's just jesus yes but somebody is talking somebody is saying <laughs> that they're not worthy to untie jesus sandal who is saying that i uh, i don't know i it's don't know john the baptist that's what i said you said jesus and john we'll have to go back and check <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Follow-up question. Is it okay to wear sock religious socks with sandals? Um, You may do whatever you please. I used to work in the wine industry. Uh And 
somebody said it's not cool to to put ice in red wine. Right. Unless unless you like to drink it that way, then it's fine. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, I see the overlap here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next question. What does Exodus three five, Joshua five fifteen, and Acts seven thirty three have in common? This is this is this might be the hardest question here. I, I should have saved it for later. I uh, I think it has to do with feet. Uh huh. And it has something to do with feet. And <laughs> I, and try to think of the characters that are in Exodus three five. Uh, or Joshua five fifteen, Acts is a little. It's going to throw you off a little bit. What's what am I going for here? What's the? Well, I don't... I'll give you a hint. They were on holy ground. Okay. These two stories. Um, removing the sandals from yes, your yes, very yes! good. I yeah, did so it. Exodus three five Moses is told to remove his sandals for the place you're standing on the whole is holy ground. Okay. And then in Joshua 5:15 is the commander of the army of the Lord speaking to Joshua, remove your sandals from your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy. The tricky part is in Acts 7:33. It's Give it to me. It's Stephen's discourse in Acts and he's talking about God and Moses. So it's still an Old Testament reference but it's in the New Testament. So still Moses. Got, okay. That's that's the truth. I, I I am in uh, no way, <laughs> shape, or form a scripture scholar. <laughs> Me neither. The whole point of these games is to learn something, right? <laughs> so so if, if if you learn something, then kudos to but, you. Well, no, I I feel like I just I just nailed it out of the park there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. In Leviticus chapter eight, Moses okay. is offering a very lavish and detailed sacrifice to God. At one point. It says Moses slaughtered a second ram, the ordination ram, took uh-huh. some of its blood and put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and where else? Um, the lobe of Aaron's right ear, the thumb of his right hand, and a third location. His big toe. Yes! On the big Seriously? toe, it's the big toe of his right foot. <laughs> That's fantastic. Were you just guessing? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Le- Leviticus is my favorite book of the Bible. Right? <laughs> right, I, I, I know front, front and back. <laughs> yeah. So he does the same thing to the sons of Aaron, and the footnote, which no pun intended, hey, but but it's welcome, says lobe, thumb, and toe. These parts of the body are meant to represent the body as a whole. The application of the blood symbolizes the priests passing from a profane to a holy state. So it signifies the whole body. And this is like a, as far as I can tell, it's an ordination. He's, Moses is ordaining Aaron and his sons. And there's a lot of like Eucharistic imagery. Moses is acting like a priest. He takes the blood and he's ordaining. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really kind of cool. There's bread and blood and a lot of Eucharistic imagery we can see here in I have. I have Leviticus. no reason to disagree with you. <laughs> Good. All right. <laughs> Getting into some of the sock religious socks, you have a St. Padre Pio sock. Yes. A pair of socks. Yeah, and it's they, both. <laughs> you get two for the price of one. They have an image of him along with his famous quote, pray, hope, and don't worry. Yes. Who sang the 1988 hit 
Don't worry, be happy. Um, I believe it was that pig from the <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> That's Akuna Matata. You're thinking oh, of. my bad. That that means same. no no worries for the rest of your days. It That's is very, the same it thing, is very right? Similar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. Was Bobby McFerrin. He also, I would have never got that. He also did one of the theme songs for the Cosby Show, but uh, is is there is there space in this we talk this about. show for a quick side story? Yeah. So my my parents and my brother always play this game. If we're out to dinner or anywhere, anytime there's a song playing, they say like you know who sings it game. Uh-huh. And I'm the worst at it. I okay. I don't know. I don't know artists. I don't know music very well. But I was always kind of keen on technology growing uh-huh. up. <laughs> and one one day I discovered Shazam before right, right. before anybody else knew it was a thing. <laughs> and, and I were and you I Shazamming under like, the he, table? Oh yeah, uh-huh. the entire the entire dinner. I that was the only time I ever won. But <laughs> did they figure you out at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was never able to do that again. <laughs> All right, moving on. Your Divine Mercy socks. Yes. Uh, people might be familiar with the Divine Mercy image. There's these rays, red and white, coming out of Jesus. Oh, is that what you're wearing right wearing, now? Wearing them today. Oh, I get the luxury of having video here. So yes. Divine Mercy socks, it says in the description, the red rays signify blood, while the blue rays signify water and baptism. Both remind us mm-hmm. of when Jesus' side was pierced at the crucifixion, the greatest act of love in the history of the world. Yeah, water and blood pours out. Yes. Um, it reminded me of The Matrix had the red pill and the blue pill. Oh. But, huge shift here. St. <laughs> Maximilian Colby had a vision as a youth where Our Lady offered him two crowns. What colors were they and what did they represent? Uh, the two crowns, one was uh, martyrdom, mm-hmm. and one we was... We can guess what color that was. Martyrdom uh, was... Red. Red. And was it a white crown? Yes. For purity? Correct. Yeah. And he said, I would like both. Exactly. Yeah. The, this is supposedly a quote from him. So she asked if I was willing to accept either of these crowns. The white one meant I should preserve impurity, and the red that uh-huh. I should become a martyr. I said I would accept them both. As a young boy, that happened, and both came true. Yeah, like he he really lived those both out as a martyr and as a as a priest. I enjoy Maximilian Kolbe. I can't wait to do a Maximilian Kolbe sock. I assume that was on the docket. Uh, yes. Yes. I don't right. know when. But. You also have socks for Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Indeed. Which remind us of the title of his TV show, Life is Worth Living. Mm-hmm. According to his FBI profile. <laughs> what? It says, quote, so I, apparently they have all these FBI profiles of, of people at the time because of the communist influence and, and spies and stuff in the United States. And because okay. he was a prominent figure, it was it was common that they would have an FBI profile on them. Even though he spoke out against communism repeatedly. Right, right, right. But it says, quote, Bishop Sheen attended a dinner for a group of men one evening. And during the evening, he was asked if he had received all that he wished for Christmas. The bishop said no. And when one of the men asked him what it was he wanted, he said, blank. 
What did Archbishop Fulton Sheen say he wanted for Christmas that he hadn't gotten yet? According uh, to his FBI profile. <laughs> I, I, uh, a, a, a Barbie set? I don't, I don't know. What's... <laughs> Not too far off. Some royal blue colored silk pajamas. <laughs> so this is this is still according to the this is a quote from the profile. The next day he okay. received twenty pairs of royal blue silk pajamas. Each man attending the dinner had gone home that evening and told his wife about the bishop's statement and asked her to have royal blue silk pajamas sent to him. Each man thinking he would be the only one sending them. <laughs> I I've never heard that. That's you can't fantastic. make this stuff up. Uh, no, a, a couple, when I was doing this research, a couple of the quotes I really liked, he said, the big print giveth, the fine print taketh away. <laughs> he also said, in journalism, the modern man wants controversy, not truth. Which I feel like that's just gotten even more true as time has gone on. Yeah. The modern man that's wants controversy, not truth in journalism. And then Indeed. I think my favorite quote of his, there are not 100 people in the United States who hate the Catholic Church, but there are millions who hate what they wrongly perceive the Catholic Church to be. Truth bomb. I tell you, he had so many one-liners yeah. like that. It was, it was a lot of times we'll put like a little quote or a little snippet of something on the bottom of the socks that Saint said. We had right. a hard time finding what we wanted to say on the bottom of this. Did you think about putting... That hearing nuns' confessions is like being stoned with popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my I, I was pulling for. Uh, there's a famous image of him, and I I don't know if it's one of those like photoshopped ones or if it was real or not. But prayer plus coffee equals a a conscious conversation with your creator. Oh. I think that's one of my favorites. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. Mary and Martha were sisters. One yes. sat at the feet of Christ. Which one? Martha. The other, one, the other one was working. Mary. Martha Martha was the working one. Mary was the one that sat with Jesus. Oh. According okay. to Luke chapter 10, verses 39 and 40. I see. I was looking somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what do these three have in common? <laughs> I, I didn't know you were going for in the synoptic gospels. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm just trying to throw out theological <laughs> terms that I know. There, there was there was another story. It wasn't recorded in the Gospels where, yeah. where the roles were reversed. <laughs> Not everything is contained in Scripture. All right, what do these three have in common? Mary, which I think is the same Mary as okay. the previous. She does this when she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died in John 11, chapter 32. Jarius does this to beg Jesus to come to his house and heal his dying daughter in Luke chapter 8, verses 41 and 42. And a Samaritan, one of the ten lepers, does this to thank Jesus in Luke chapter 17, verse 16. Mary, Jarius, and a Samaritan all do the same thing. Um, I, don't, I don't know the answer. They're begging in the first two and they're uh-huh. thankful in the third okay was that the answer are you no no no, no. Giving I'm, I'm giving you a hint the other hint is that this is a a game called faith by the foot uh they touch his sandal yeah 
I'll, I'll take it. They, they, they fall at the feet of Jesus or throw themselves at Jesus' feet. Got it. Okay. So the Samaritan does it in thanksgiving for being healed, and Jairus and Mary are doing it to beg for Jesus to, I guess, heal or, in the case of Lazarus, eventually rise from the dead. I don't know if she thought that was going to happen. Good things happen at the feet of Jesus. Right. Yeah, very much so. All right, on which day do we remember the moment when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples? Thursday. Specifically, it's called... It's not every Holy Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Holy Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus question. <laughs> what else do we focus on that day? Um, we focus on the institution of the Eucharist. Very good. I would have also accepted the Last Supper or the institution of the priesthood. And I would accept... Prism Mass, although most dioceses will move some that dioceses. to a different day in Holy Week because yes. the priests are busy on Holy Thursday. Holy Thursday is probably one of my favorite days in the liturgical calendar it's because at the end of the day on Holy Thursday, they remove the Eucharist from right. its normal place of reservation and Jesus is preserved in a different place in the church. And there's something quite beautiful, haunting, and eerie all at the same time of having an empty tabernacle right. in a church. If you've never seen that, you should see And they see like it. take all the the linens off the altar, everything like everything's cleared off and bare and a little stark and mm-hmm. empty. Yeah. It makes you think in a different way instead of your kind of routine. Right. Thought. Yeah, I like it. All right, getting back to sacrilegious socks which you can find at sacrilegious.com. On your St. Dominic socks, there is an animal sitting at the saint's feet. What kind of animal is it? That's a doggy. Why? Um, because a, a dog appeared to St. Dominic's mother, I believe, with right. a torch. Uh-huh. And long story short is... The dog told the mother or something. Anyways, that symbolized that he was going to be a great preacher. Right. She took it as, so the the dog was carrying the flaming torch in the dream, and he was running around setting all the lands on fire. And so she understood that it was a prophecy about how St. Dominic would spread the shining light of Christ to the world. Very good. Basically what I said. Right. Know. Right. Pretty much. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. In Luke chapter 7, A weeping woman comes and washes the feet of Jesus, using her own tears as water. What does she use to dry his feet? Her hair. Very good. Yes. Prior to this saint's pontificate. Am I winning? Yep, you are. You're beating all the competition. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Prior to this saint's pontificate, it was customary for the Pope to wear special papal shoes. Uh Uh-huh. Which Pope, who is also on a pair of sacrilegious socks by the way wore these but then switched to brown leather shoes uh I know Pope Francis does not wear white shoes I know Pope Benedict did wear white shoes I'm not sure what color shoes St. John Paul II wore but I'm gonna go with Pope Francis so I believe Pope Francis wears black shoes. Most of the popes since, I forget when it started, 
but Pope Paul VI, Pope John Paul I, Pope John Paul II were all buried in red shoes. And that, that was kind of like the flashy thing. Pope Benedict wore the red shoes. I said red, didn't I? I meant, you, I, meant you said, I said white. You said white, yeah. I meant red. Uh, but Pope John Paul II started with the red shoes and then switched to brown. Okay. At least for, and then, for a while. But then, then was Benedict buried in the red. Sixteenth went back to went back oh, to red. Right. I've done my fair share of googling of the uh, phrases around socks, and one of them is Pope socks. Oh, okay. And, and what kind of socks do popes wear? Exactly. That's what. That's that's what kept coming up. But there there is a place in Italy that's kind of like known for the place where Pope the Pope gets his socks, and you can buy it, the same kind of socks that the Pope wears huh. there. Did you I think see... it's the same the same place that you can buy like the Zucchettos and things like that, his tailor, if you will. Right, right. Two more questions. In First Corinthians twelve fifteen, Saint Paul quotes a foot talking. What does the foot say in this hypothetical verse? Heal <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It starts with if a foot should say Um Walk? I don't know. I'm no he's idea. talking about the body of Christ and that we're all different parts of the body of Christ. And yes. no one part is more important than the other. So no one person nope. is more important than another f- person. So as an example, he says, if a foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It is not for this reason belong any less to the body. So feet I, can't compare I, themselves to hands. We can't. I can't compare myself to Scott because... Of course, Scott is better than me, but not God made me. Things. But not in the body of Christ. We're all, we're all important. According to Psalm 119, verse yep. 105, okay. God's word is what? I'll give you a hint if you need it. God's word is, yes, give me the hint. It's, it's your word or thy word. It's also an Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith song. To reiterate thy, what I had said before. Thy word is a blank. Thy word is a... Um, <laughs> is, it, is it one of the... Is it like a... Is there a tune or a melody that a, a psalm would be sung at mass that I would think of? Uh, I can't think of that, but I... The song, the Amy Grant song, is "Thy Word Is a." That's what I was. That's what I was. That's what was going in my head. I couldn't. Uh, the foot beneath my feet. The. <laughs> the, foot beneath, the foot beneath my feet. I'm just walking on Jesus' feet like is a little the, kid. Is it the, gra- the ground? Be- the ground beneath my the. I'm just thinking feet related now, <laughs> I, I just like which I feel feet. like is a is a good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is something to my feet. It is the rug into my feet <laughs> and the? <laughs> it's a lamp for my feet. Lamp, a oh, light a lamp. for my path. Your so the the scripture says your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. I should really be in the choir. <laughs> <laughs> Memorizing song lyrics. <Yeah. laughs> well, Scott, I think you did pretty well here. 
we all learned something. And, yeah, I did better than everybody and else. People, that was people playing. can get some socks, some fun socks. You, you got the Divine Mercy ones. I've got five pairs of St. Joseph and a couple of Pope Francis. Sockreligious.com. Actually, if people go to kylehyman.com slash socks, it helps support the show. That's a better place to go. But either way, pick up your, your sock religious socks. Kyle, this was fun. Thanks for having me. Anything else you want to promote? Follow you on social media? Sock religious everywhere. Sock religious everywhere. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Scott. Have a great day. Thanks, Kyle. For more shows, check out kylehyman.com. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.